These are the Keishi Tapes. You, Man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Keishi, the longest-running rock station in the country. Keishi Tapes time. New episode here. This is number 82. I'm John Hewlett with Favaz. And today's interview centers on Jason Newstead, formerly of Metallica. But before we get to any of that, we have a sponsor. Yes, uh, the Keishi Tapes is brought to you by Black Raven Digital. Remember, a great website is an extension of your business. So if, you, you know, it's always ready, always on and adaptable to meet whatever needs uh, that present themselves. So if you want to be ready for the future, you need more than just a positive outlook. You need a good website. And Black Raven AFC works with businesses like yours every day to develop beautiful, reliable websites that can streamline your current process and put you in a ready position for the road ahead. Go to BlackRavenDigital.com and reach up today. So this is an interview that you did with Jason Newstead when? In July of 2003. And uh, he was out of Metallica then, um, but I believe he was the bass player for Ozzy, and I say this here in the in the very beginning. And um, they were uh, getting ready to come through town, and I'll, 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 I've got a great Jason Newstead story to tell you later on. Okay, uh, about when I think the first time I interviewed him was at um, uh, Enterprise Center. And uh, he helped me out quite a bit <laughs> on the uh, on the interview. So anyway, uh, but this one, though, was over the phone, and um, see how it goes. Okay. Do you know what he was calling about? Uh, I believe Ozzy or OzFest was going to come through town, and meaning he was the bass player for Ozzy, so he was going to be through town. So he was promoting that. And I got him on the phone. Jason Newstead, how are you, my brother? Very good. How's it going over there? Uh, all right, man. Of course, uh, Jason Newstead. Uh, many people know Jason from his Metallica days, but Jason is now the uh, new b- bass player for Ozzy, and OzFest will be at the UMB Bank Pavilion tomorrow. Jason's doing double duty, and we just touched on it briefly off air. You're a little tired, aren't you? I'm just, uh, physically, <laughs> I'm doing fine. Uh, just the being overwhelmed to having, you know, 50 songs in your mind, repertoire that Voivod could pull out at any time. You know, out of the 45 minutes we get to play with those guys, I got 20 songs to choose from. With Ozzy in a couple hours, I got 30 songs to choose from. So a lot of bass lines to kind of keep in line. Dude, I, that would be tough. Wow. I would think so. Voivod was the uh, the band that uh, he started. Well, yeah, you know, everybody pretty much focuses on the lead singer having to use um, karaoke machines, the... Uh what do you call these? Click screens? tracks. And, huh? yeah. No, the to, to see the words of songs and concerts. Oh, the teleprompter. Teleprompter, yes. Mm-hmm. But they, you, you forget about the other musicians who also have a lot of stuff that they have to remember. Absolutely. Baselines, like he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't have the ability to use a teleprompter for that. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I don't know how you're doing it. First of all, Jason's band is called Voivod, and they are playing the side stage. And then how long of a break do you have before you have to jump on with Ozzy? It's actually about four and a half hours, so it works out good. I have time to go sign for the people and say hi to everybody and all that kind of thing, get a good meal down my neck and get stretched out and listen to some Slayer and stuff and <laughs> get ready to go on the stage. So it actually works out pretty well. So let's uh, let's talk, you know, everybody knows the story that you left Metallica a few years ago. And uh-huh. how, how did the whole thing with Ozzy come about? Who called who? Well, Robert Trujillo was hired by Metallica right. as their new bassist, and he played for Ozzy for about eight years. Right. And so the logical thing uh, was to see what Metallica's bass player doing, the guy that left voluntarily from the biggest <laughs> band on the planet. Um, and so Sharon called, I think, you know, probably within about the same 30 hours that Metallica announced Robert's uh, joining in their camp. So 
It was it was just kind of a domino effect, a musical uh, chairs swapping of bassist and the two biggest metal bands. Wow, I, I didn't know it was that that way. It's, that's the way it came down. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, but obviously I did know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he was telling it right there. But uh, yeah, uh, I I think Robert had just joined. Now that I, I'm I'm listening to it and. I looked up Robert here uh, on Google. Uh, he had joined the band right when um, uh, Jason had joined Ozzy. So that's what he's talking about, the switch, the musical chairs. Yeah. How he could leave the biggest band in the world, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, there were a lot. There was a lot going on, I'm sure. Yeah. Does he go into that here? I can't remember. I know. I was going to say that must look uh, pretty good on your resume. I, I, the history books, I feel good about it. I feel good about what's going to happen. Going down you know, the Flotsam thing, the Voivod thing, retaining the integrity with Metallica and achieving what we achieved, and now being hand-picked by Ozzy. You know, it wasn't an audition or a thing where he had eight other guys trying out standing next to me or whatever. It was just he called, Sharon called up and said, do you want to be in Ozzy's band? And that was that. I was counted in as soon as I said yes. Wow, that's a great feeling. So what? Um, how was it learned? I mean, I, I would figure you knew a lot of the Sabbath stuff. And Absolutely, yeah, man. So, so I, as far as learning stuff that you didn't know, is that is that an easy... I mean, you're a professional musician. Is it easy? Is it kind of hard? What, what is it for you? There are definitely challenges. Um, I think, actually, Voivod music overall, complexity-wise, like on the fingerboard of the instrument, is more challenging. Um, they write songs that cover the first fret all the way to the last fret, so it's really, you know, pretty crazy uh, science fiction. I couldn't tell you one song from Voivod. <laughs> <clears throat> Me either. So if our lives depended on it, we'd be dead. We'd be dead. All kind of music. Um, and Ozzy, that stuff, like you say, it's instilled. You know, I've been listening to War Pigs and those kind of tunes for 20 years, and, and those are the first albums that I learned to play bass from. Geezer Butler is my number one bass teacher of my life. I didn't take any lessons, sure. proper lessons. I just learned from Black Sabbath and Boyster Cult albums. So, you know, that's that's something that's already there. All they had to do was say one, two, three, four. I already knew that. <laughs> that's amazing, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. That's how he learned, and then he replaces the guy he kind of learned from. How know, weird, through, yeah. Through recordings. Crazy. <laughs> so I was, I was going to say, what, what, what's, the biggest, uh, what, what, what's the biggest difference between the two bands, and what's the thing that's most alike? As far as Voivod and... Uh, uh, well, no, actually being a Metallica and then an Ozzy. Metallica and Ozzy. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're the same caliber of outfit, certainly. You know, the organizations are stratospheric, or whatever you want to say. They're just right. as big as it gets, so... Um, the thing with Ozzy, there's so much respect from the people for him. You know, it just, you can just cut it with a knife, you know, man. Right. The, the energy that they give and the patience that they have for him and that kind of thing, even if he's having an off night or whatever, people still show their respect. And that's, that's just everywhere you go. Um, Metallica does get respected, and they have a special touch with the fans that really doesn't... Uh, exist like the the hand-in-hand, eye-to-eye contact that Metallica has always retained. Right. That is not as existent in Ozzy's camp because of the TV shows and all the other things. It's just a different level of the entertainment industry as far as that part of it goes. Mm, yeah, very interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. I wonder how he got out of the way of Ozzy dumping water over his head and the stage getting full of... I'm pretty sure I didn't ask him that, John. Oh. Talking to Jason Newstead, or was it urine? No, it was water. It was water, <laughs> and it was the rumor always of Ozzy got to the point where he was always <clears throat> dumping water over his head uh, to hide his his incontinence. Oh, oh, oh really? Yeah, I don't know if I ever heard. You that. Never heard that? No. Or maybe I, I just so. made it up. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it actually was something that was going around for a while. Huh.
Of course, Jason uh, has his band, Voivod. They'll be on the side stage, and he plays with Ozzy also. Uh, I was going to ask you, what do you think of St. Anger, my friend? Uh, I don't know why Ozzy would have incontinence, but I don't know. Okay, hold on here. You're you're still talking about incontinence. (laughs) Uh, I asked him about St. Anger. That was the current Metallica record that had come out that I don't think he was part of. So that's why I was asking, what do you think of St. Anger, my friend? Uh, How much of it do you give a rat's ass? Um, the thing is that now anything that I say at this point, you know, I'm a fan of Metallica again, right? right? I was the insider once, but now I'm the guy that has stepped away. and the only person on the planet that can say I was in for 15 years, and now I'm back out and being a fan again, mm-hmm. just as I was before I joined. So right. um, I, my opinions are just as one Metallica fan, and I am still a fan of Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning, and Master of Puppets. That's the kind of Metallica fan that I am. I'm proud of the work that I did with them, but those are still the blueprints for our our genre of music. Sure. And um, the St. Anger thing, just production-wise, I don't think it's as listenable as it should be. Yeah, I, I don't understand mm. it, Jason. Mm. I mean, I, I, you know, we're not playing the new record, and uh, beside the fact, uh, you know, it's kind of old-school Metallica, just the song in general, but I, I was just shocked away to hear, the, the, you know, how the drums sound. I, yeah, I, I never thought Lars would allow his drums to sound like he was banging on a 30 gallon tank or something. Right, and he does it on purpose, so that's the, that's really the problem. It's the um, With the resources that they have, the brain power that they have, and the experience that they have in the recording industry, the whole deal with them, I mean, the technology that's at hand, and Bob Rock, and all those things, it should be more listenable just in general to, to a not-as-practiced listener as you and I. It should be, you know, you should be able to put it on the cheapest boom box in town and be able to hear the vocal louder than the drums. And it's just not that. And that doesn't happen. It's mm. not pleasant to the human ear. No, it's you not. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what he's talking about. He used the word twice, listenable. Yeah. It's not listenable. And he says it's not pleasant to the human ear. And he was, he was so right. I mean, I remember when that record came out. It was just... Be- because Lars insists on the drums being extremely loud and drumming. Well, that out. was the that was the thing, all, you know, back in the day. But f- but for this, it sounds like he's banging on a on a 30, oh. 30 gallon <laughs> trash can without even oh. thinking about it. So that's a that's kind of a bummer. I mean, um, for me, I've only I listened to it one time, and that was it. Yeah. The only redeeming thing for me as a fan with that was that they put that DVD in there showing that they can actually play those songs live, that Lars can actually play that double bass stuff still. <laughs> and that, you know, as a fan, once again, those are just things that I will judge just as any other true Metallica fan. Very true. Hey, how is, now we know that Ozzy's been having some laryngitis. How does it look for tomorrow night? Are we a go? Or? Yeah, no problem. He's good. He's good again. All right, cool. We had, uh, we had a good long talk last night. It was wonderful. I mean, just the inspiration, man, pure pure inspiration um there's a lot of things that go on an everyday thing within uh, how big this thing is right so this stuff you're like that you get frustrated about but the time the moments on stage with him those moments wipe all that away i bet everything else is moot man it'll be one he looks over and says all right jay take it away and ask me to start nib now, 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 now. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm levitating, man. So. I bet you are. Now, well, he that... never recorded new music with Ozzy, did he? No, I don't think so. Yeah, just mm-hmm. performing live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, and you will be on the next new Ozzy record, then, I would think? I mean, you're I in the sure band. Hope so. the he band. has talked about it considerably. Um, even yesterday, again, you know, he's talking about he's building a new studio in the back of the house, and he can't wait for me to get down there and play bass. And Someplace that. where the dogs won't take a big dump <laughs> on my guitars. <laughs> 
kind of thing. So cool. I definitely have a lot of tunes, um, <laughs> a lot of ideas ready if he gives me the green light. So <laughs> Zach and I, I must say, we, we work very well together, and uh, the backstage jams before the shows are mm, considerable potential, let's say that. Good. That's good to hear. Once again, Jason Newstead of uh, Ozzy's Band and Voivod is doing double duty tomorrow, so you'll catch him, and uh, you won't see him being tired. Uh, I don't know how you do it, though, Jason, because certainly you don't you don't, don't sit there on stage, that's for sure. And, yeah, I, I still have dude. to be my performer, the one that everybody expects of me. And, uh, you know, if you add up the time, there's 45 minutes with Voivod and a couple hours with Ozzy. That's about the normal Metallica, Metallica show, through the right. days anyway. So Right. All right. Well, Jason, we can't wait to see you tomorrow night, man. I appreciate the time. And make sure that everybody knows that Voivod goes on about 3.15 or 3.30. So if you are going to be taking part in the whole day event, that's the time for that. And then Ozzy will be on at about 9 at night for those of you that are coming later. Still standing. And uh, once again, the Voivod will be on the second stage. Second um, stage, next next to last. That's right, about 3.15. All right. Can't wait. So uh, I asked Jason what his favorite uh, Ozzy song to play is. And we go now to Diary of a Madman and Believer. Jason, thanks a lot, man. Thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Oh, what a sharp dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was totally with it. Yeah. And and the story that I'm going to tell you totally reflects that. So the I think the first time I interviewed him, he was still in Metallica. It was in the 90s. And I had a, a mini disc player. And we just did that interview off mini disc. But, you know, uh, that was recorded onto a mini disc from, you know, the air and stuff. But I was there with a mini disc player with a microphone backstage. And I thought... I had turned it on to hit record. Yeah. He noticed about a minute and a half in. He goes, bro, I think we need to stop here. I was like, what's wrong? And he goes, I don't think you hit record on the uh, mini disc wow. player. And I just looked at it and I was just so embarrassed. Yeah. And he goes. But grateful. But grateful. Yeah. And I, I was like, well, we could just pick it up. He goes, no, let's, let's start over. And oh, I was like, we nice. can start over? He's like, yeah, let's just do it. So we started the interview over and. I'll just I'll never forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I mean you can tell he's he seems to be a guy who really uh, is on top of his game and it just is uh um I don't know, uh just professional. Yeah. Totally 100% professional and none of the rock and roll BS stuff mm-hmm. seems to matter to him. It's all about what he's doing. That's the impression I get from the guy. I don't even know. Him. Yeah. And um I I had him in the studio one other time and he was just really cool and um, he's just got it together. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't know what, uh, you know, how his partying habits are, but he had, you know, his brain. I mean, just everything clicked and clicked, and uh, he was just super, super nice. It's a shame so, you don't have a guy like that still with the uh, with the outfit that, you know, he helped uh, make really, really successful. Yeah, uh, I mean, his, his first it record had to be, was— It had to be personality clash. I guess, you know, I, I don't know the reason, but, I mean, his first record was And Justice For All. So that was the one with one, and, mm-hmm. you know, he was there through all the Metallica heyday and, and um, you know, but if there ever were going to be any personality clashes, it would be in that band. Cause, yeah, <laughs> a lot of strong minds in yeah, that band. Yeah, yeah, strong egos, strong egos. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, there you go. That's episode eighty-two of the Casey Tapes. Jason Newstead, formerly of Metallica, and as you heard in the interview, if you heard the interview for a while there with Ozzy. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at STLUman and on uh, Instagram. I'm Johnny Hewlett. Favaz here, and remember that the Casey Tapes is brought to you by Black Raven Digital. AMF. Bye. The Casey Tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of Casey, go to Casey95.com or the Casey mobile app.